Welcome to the newly revamped Anxious Introvert Podcast. This show is dedicated to discussing real and intimate problems we face in our society and culture. This podcast is also grounded on providing mental health awareness and eliminating the mental health stigma. What is crackalackin', wonderful, beautiful people from all around the world? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Anxious Introvert Podcast. I am your humble host, Emmanuel, aka Manny, and I am overwhelmed with joy and excitement that you are able to join me today and uh, get to listen in to this cool and awesome new addition to the Anxious Introvert Podcast. Now, I know it's been, wow, it's been probably three weeks since I last made a recording. Time has gotten away from me. With it being summer, uh, things have just gotten crazy. Things have gotten out of whack. I do apologize for that. But, you know, we all get busy. Life happens. uh, And I I, I definitely want to stay committed to this podcast, staying committed to trying to help anybody I can, kind of sharing my story and um, all these cool things. I know uh, before I recorded or after I recorded this episode, 4th of July did pass. So to all my American listeners, I hope everybody had a great 4th of July, even though that was two weeks ago almost. It's crazy, man. Time is flying by. I'm not sure where you're at or what country you live in, but I know here in Northeast Ohio, it is hot, hot, hot. July is here. Summer is here. And it is in full swing, man. It is in full swing. I know today it's like 83, but it feels like 93. The humidity is insane in the membrane, but it's good. It's good weather to be outside. It's good weather to be poolside or go for a hike. That's actually what I'm going to do after the podcast. I'm going to head out for a nice hike on my motorcycle. Um, It's perfect day for that. If it rains like it did last time, oh well. But uh, yes, I am so pumped to talk to you guys today. Today's episode is going to be a little bit more of more intimate, more on a personal level. I've been going through some stuff, but in, in the midst of me going through these things, I've gotten a lot of revelations. I've gotten a lot of insight into some things that I think will help clarify and help with anyone else going through anxiety, anyone else going through trials or tribulations in their life. So, um, it will be anxiety focused and, uh, you know, I do plan to go back and talking about introversion just because I had a lot of fun with the wonderful world of introverts segment, which ran for about three episodes, four episodes, including the intro. So I had a lot of fun with that. Nonetheless, I hope everyone has been fantastic. I hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Please get out. Please have fun go out with your kids, go out with your parents, go out with your loved ones, go out with your friends, family, co-workers, whatever it may be, just make sure to enjoy it, because next thing you know, fall and winter are here, so uh, yeah, and uh, as always, make sure to follow me on social media, I am pretty active, I haven't been lately, and I'll explain that going in the episode, but you can follow me on Instagram at detris 91 det R-E-S, wow, forgot how to spell my last name for a second, D-E-T-R-E-S-91, all together, lowercase, and then of course, follow me on Facebook, 
feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give my email. If anybody wants to chat with me through there, you can email me at D-E-T-R-E-S 2014 at gmail.com. Make sure to, um, you know, just tell me who you are so we can communicate more effectively. But uh, I'd love to hear back. I've heard from from listeners, which has been great. So thank you to everyone who has reached out to me. But I love to engage and I love to talk more and give more information. So without further ado, let's get started. Oh, the joys of having anxiety. (laughs) Of course, I say that sarcastically. And I say that sarcastically because for me, it's really been a learning curve over the last year and a half that I developed anxiety. I'm still trying to figure out where it came from. I'm still trying to figure out how it came about. You know, um, I've always had worry. I've, 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 I've always had some kind of like anxiousness but it's been so minor it's been so small so minuscule that i never really paid attention to it but now it's 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 it it definitely has amplified itself to this raging monster that has crept up in my mind and has taken place in my soul and i don't like it and i know a lot of you as a matter of fact everyone listening to this podcast can relate for lack of a better term, anxiety is the devil. Like anxiety is evil. It is corrupted. It is a liar. Anxiety just wants to consume you. It, it, it wants to rob you of all joy, of all sanity. But in the end, it's all a lie. In the end, you are stronger. In the end, you are more powerful than your anxiety whether you're taking medication or whether you're taking supplements, whether you're taking both or whether you haven't even talked to anyone yet, you are mentally, physically, and spiritually stronger than your anxiety. It doesn't matter what your mind tells you. Your mind is the most powerful thing in the world, but it's also where you will fight your greatest battles. And I say that because three weeks ago, I fought some of the biggest battles. And in the last three weeks, I've been fighting some of the biggest battles I've ever fought in my life. More than I fought last year when the anxiety was like to its maximum. I should start by saying, I've always uh, been conscious of my health. Ever since I was a kid, I've always had something wrong with me. You know, nothing life-threatening, nothing that would, nothing that would ever develop into something worse. Just something that was... Um, something that was an annoyance, something uh, that was intolerable, something that just was minor and nothing major, nothing major. And when I was a kid, I had a bad form of eczema. I know I've talked about this in my last episodes, uh, but it, you know, it lasted from the age of six up until the age of 12. And then it went away. And then uh, from there started the asthma, started the seasonal allergies, And then from there started, um, I guess, you know, from the day I can remember, I've, I've always had some kind of worry, you know, some kind of nervousness, but of course that was an, a, 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 a hormonal imbalance that I had when I was a kid because the eczema was so bad. My immune system got shot. 
I, 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 the only way I can explain it is I, I don't know the medical terms, but I know that because of that, my hormones became all out of whack. Like, I'm 28 years old, but I can't grow a beard. It's really annoying. I want to grow a beard. I want to see what I look like with a beard, but it's so hard because I just don't grow hair. People always make fun of me like, hey, did you shave your legs? Ha huh? Did you shave your arms? It looks like it. Because I just don't have hair and because my hair is a blonde. I, 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 I can thank my grandmother from France for that. Or I should say my great, great, great grandmother from France. Um, and my ancestors, of course, from Europe. Anyways, so always having that, it was always minor. My anxiety, my worry was minor. It was enough to go, all right, I'm worried about this. Uh, but you know what? It's going to be what it is. I'm going to move past it. And of course, all that changed January of last year. Uh, it was really, I mean, ugh, I, I'll say this again, even though I said it a thousand times, 2018 was the worst years of my life. It really was, but it was, it was also the best year of my life because I learned and grasped so much where I was able to, I mean, here I am being able to do a podcast about my experiences versus sitting in a corner with the covers underneath me or on top of me and just rocking back and forth and saying that I can't go outside and all these different things. Anxiety will literally change the very fabric of your being. Anxiety will literally make you think unholy, ungodly, toxic things. Things that will hurt you from progressing, things that will hurt you from being yourself, things that will hurt you from being loved and loving yourself and taking care of yourself. It's bad. It's really, really bad. So going back, um, the last three weeks, I've been dealing with some crazy stuff, right? My anxiety got really bad. And like, I'm going to say this out loud because I really want to put this forward just to show you guys how bad it got. I kind of became a hypochondriac, which I'm not proud of. I'm not proud of because my mom is like that. Um, you know, we had a discussion. I sat down and talked with her and I'm like, mom, why are you like this? Why don't you like taking medication? Why are you this way about doctors? Um, you know, my, you know, my, my mother being the way she is, you know, I love her and she's great. And, you know, we get along most of the time, but I've noticed that, you know, she definitely gets anxious. She definitely gets in some kind of way about doctors, about medicine, all these different things. And it's very frustrating because I've seen that all my life growing up but now here I am and it's frustrating because some of those things those attributes I've gained and I'm trying to shake it off because I know better like I know way better than that so being a hypochondriac right um, the anxiety from these palpitations because at the root cause from the anxiety is the palpitations because the palpitations are so annoying so scary that they make me think something is at risk they make me believe something is going on they make me believe there's something wrong with my heart something wrong with my body something wrong or that something is going to happen right like i have decreased my exercise boxing all these things simply because my mind tricked me anxiety tricked me into thinking that if i did any of that it would make the palpitations worse but of course, I've had days where I don't have coffee, I don't have any kind of stimulants, uh, and they still come about. So, speaking with my doctor today, 
Speaking with my cardiologist not too long ago, they both agree. Like, bro, you gotta get your anxiety in check. You gotta do something about this. And you know, I never did go on anxiety medications. I wonder if if I did go on anxiety medications, something minor, you know, definitely not something major, if these palpitations would even still exist. I don't know. And I can't think like that. I am a little bit also OCD, so I tend to think about the future and want to plan and do all these different things. But I'm fixing it now because I've reached my breaking point. So over the last three weeks, the week of 4th of July, uh, that Monday, so for the 4th of July was on a Thursday, that Monday, I went to the hospital. I went to the ER. I didn't want to go. I fought every fiber in my being because I didn't want to go. And I didn't want to go because I was definitely scared of what was going to come about. So I had eaten a meal and I started getting really bad chest pain. Well, like I shouldn't say chest pain. I should say like a chest burning sensation, which in turn made me think it was something going on with my heart, which in turn turned to anxiety and worry, which in turn, which then in turn, I'm, I'm saying that wrong, which then it turned into the palpitations. Then the palpitations made the anxiety worse and so forth. It's, it's, it's a vicious cycle, folks. It's a vicious cycle. For me, it's the palpitations. For you, it could be your job. It could be your loved one. It could be your kids. It could be your own life, your weight, your health. Uh, it, it, it could be being out in public, whatever it may be. We all have a cross to bear. Mine, unfortunately, my whole life has been health complications, but nothing, nothing, nothing compared to what people with cancer are going through, nothing compared with what people with actual diseases are going through. If anything, when anxiety hits you, make sure to think about those people. There are people out there that are worse than you. Like for me, right? I get crazy and I get like really scared because I get about, on a bad day, I could get anywhere from 100 to maybe 200, maybe even 300. I'm not sure. I don't count them. 300 palpitations. Now, to the normal person without them, that sounds like hell, right? It sounds like, dude, how do you function? But let me let you, let me let you in on a little secret, on some information. I'm part of a Facebook group where it's people that go through the same thing. And, you know, reading up and getting to know people on that, uh, um, on that group, I found out that there are people that have thousands and thousands per day. I'm talking like 10,000, 15,000, 20,000. Even those that have like a thousand to 3,000, that's still a lot. So I'm definitely on the positive side of the spectrum when it comes to these palpitations, but nonetheless, they're scary. So the heartburn I got, it turned out to be GERD, which is a gastral like acid reflux reaction that my stomach has. I don't know how I got that. Doing more research, I found out that that's actually connected to anxiety. It's actually one of the weird symptoms of anxiety. But of course, um, I never had that either. And of course, you know, I am getting older. So as you get older, you get weird things that happen in your body. Again, nothing life-threatening, but my health anxiety, my anxiety got to the core of me, got to the mind. It got to my mind. It got to the very center, deepest, dark places of my mind. And because of that, I went to the hospital. So I was discharged, of course, nothing major. They did x-rays, EKGs, all that good stuff. Nothing, 
Nothing. They, they found nothing. This is about the 12th time. They found nothing. So it's now been 12 times that they've said, you're healthy. And I still, for some reason, because of my anxiety, can't shake that off. It's bad. It's bad, folks. Don't ever turn into this. But thankfully, I've become aware. And I've been, for the last three weeks, I've been doing everything in my power to turn things around. And things are turning around. I am getting better. I'm taking the right medication. But let me not get ahead of myself. So then some a few days pass. My palpitations have been bad over the last few weeks. I don't know why they weren't this bad, but they have been. They haven't been as bad as they were before, but still bad enough for me to notice and to affect my day-to-day -day life. So Thursday comes, uh, I woke up around seven in the morning, I think. I think, no, 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 I think it was like 6.15 in the morning. You know, I went to go pee, I went to go use the bathroom. I walk back, I go to lay down, and I notice that I'm getting this weird, like, sensation to the left of my chest. Like, on the top of my chest, you know, uh, on the left side. And, and it, it, it was weird. I was getting palpitations too, which was also weird. I never get them that early. And I discovered, I was like, okay, I'm also getting weirdly, like, nauseous and clammy. Like, what the freak is going on? So that freaked me out. I jump out of bed. I start to panic. I start to like freak out. I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm grabbing my phone. I'm thinking, oh my God, am I having a heart attack? Oh my God, my heart's like failing on me. Oh my God, I need to call a doctor. What's going on? Oh my goodness. All these crazy thoughts came into my head. This was 4th of July. Of all freaking days, it had to be a holiday. So, um, fast forward a little bit. I go to the hospital because of course, I want to make sure everything is okay because these were new symptoms I did not recognize. So of course, thankfully, nobody was there at the ER. They admitted me pretty quickly. I was able to get blood work done. They did an EKG. They ran an x-ray. They even did a CT scan and a CAT scan and an MRI just to make sure because they wanted to make sure everything was structurally right. So of course, after all these tests, after all the blood work, the only thing they discovered was that my potassium was a little bit low. Not too low, it's been getting better, but still low enough for them to be concerned. Aside from that, aside from the palpitations, they were able to record them, and of course they were what they expected, uh, PVCs. So I was sitting there on the bed and I was so mad. I was so angry. I was angry because here I am losing sleep, here I am losing my mind over something that can be handled therapeutically and clinically, which go hand in hand. At that point, I had said enough is enough, man. I really can't do this, bro. I cannot suffer like this anymore. I need to get down to the bottom of this. I need to look where else and in other places just to be sure, you know, because I am getting other symptoms. I know my body is reacting to something. So it was horrible, guys. It was bad. I was sad. I was depressed. That took me out of commission for about three weeks because I just was so focused on what the hell's going on. I became hyper aware of these symptoms again. I became hyper aware of my anxiety. I became hyper aware of my toxic thinking at night. So for me, my health anxiety got so bad. I mean, I went through everything in the book. I thought I had all these different things. I thought I had cancer, a uh, blood clot, uh, uh, tumor, um, uh, 
heart disease, heart failure, heart attack, all these crazy things that I don't have. I'm a logical person. So I had to kick my logical side of the brain and be like, hey dude, can you like start functioning now? Can you like start helping me now? Like I'm tired of this. So then I started to realize like, bro, if everything is fine, what are you freaking out about? Well, what if this, what if that? And of course I went to Google. Look, research is great. If you're doing it for the purpose of trying to figure out what's going on, then do it. But if you're Googling your symptoms just to figure out what you're going through or just to see what it is, you're going to get freaked out. Now, my mind played tricks on me and has been playing tricks on me since September of last year. Because of these PVCs, because it deals with my heart, I've been thinking, oh my God, what if something happens to my heart, which then in turns happened to me. So that then turned into, oh my gosh, what if I die in my sleep? Well, why do I have that thought? Well, I have that thought because upon doing research, randomly I stumbled upon a very rare, like one in a billion chance that someone passed away in their sleep. But those people, unfortunately, had some sort, some sort of rare condition, something that doctors diagnosed and said like, hey, this is life-threatening, you need to get it in check. And yes, there were other instances where I researched where um, it wasn't the case, that it was just for whatever reason. So because I did that, right, because of that one minor thing, I blew that way out of proportion, which in turn turned into every night having crazy anxiety about going to bed. Now, I wasn't scared of sleep, right? I slept fine. I sleep like eight to nine hours a day. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, most of the time it's like between, I would say seven, seven and a half hours of sleep. Uh, but on, on other nights, I definitely get like nine hours. I, I take naps during the day. So there was no, I, like logically and in my soul, I knew how stupid that was. But my anxiety kept saying, ah, oh, but what if, ah, oh, but what if? And that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Okay. You are stronger than your anxiety. You are fine. There is nothing wrong with you besides this anxiety. If you do have health complications, I do feel sorry for you. Make sure you're going to your doctor. Make sure you're going to your cardiologist. Make sure you're going to your specialist. Make sure you're eating healthy, that you're exercising. Make sure you're reading books. Make sure you're talking to a counselor or that you're going to a psychiatrist to get checked just to make sure everything is okay. Do not be afraid of your anxiety. Do not be afraid of your worry, of your fear. Embrace it. Look at it in the face and say no more. I just want to encourage you guys because, man, I didn't have anybody there to encourage me. And I know how important it is to encourage others when you're going through this kind of thing because it's scary. It's, it's tremendously scary, guys. It took me 11... No, I'm sorry. It, it took me 10 months. It took me about a year... Uh, it took me about six to nine months to realize that I had anxiety. And then it took me about 11 months, uh, 10 to 11 months to realize that these palpitations are not going to kill me. They suck and they're scary, but they're not getting worse. I'm not getting any more than I usually get. They're not life-threatening. I've taken every test in the book to make sure I'm fine. I am fine besides this anxiety. So after a year and a half, I'm finally doing what I need to do. 
I've decided, you know, I've taken supplements for months and they don't seem to work. Uh, they are helping, but I need something more. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to talk to a counselor and I'm going to take the steps needed to ensure that I get my anxiety under control. Medications are not bad. What's bad is when you get misdiagnosed and when you get prescribed the wrong medication. What's bad is when you have a doctor where you tell them, hey, um, this medication isn't working. Can you lower the dose, change the dose or put me on something else similar? And then also make sure to taper me off. I cannot stress how important it is to taper off your medication, guys. If you want to be off of it, you cannot stop it abruptly. There are negative side effects. Make sure I am not a licensed I am not a licensed physician. I am not a doctor to tell you what to do. And I cannot I cannot advise you. I can only speak on my own terms, on my own experience. And my experience is taper off your medication. How do you do that? Talk to your doctor. Okay? Talk to your doctor, do some research online. There are ways to taper off certain medications. I did that when I was on an a, uh, an ADHD medication last year. And I took it thinking it would help and it did help to some extent, but in reality it was doing me more harm than good. So I was able to taper off, but that was only because I found out how it was affecting me um, because of the high dose. If you have a doctor that won't listen, get a second opinion get a third opinion. I'm not saying go crazy, okay? I'm not saying start to think about your health every single day. No, don't do that, but be aware of it fix whatever you need to fix i should also mention that i did have to get a root canal as well and that sucked but for about a year or more i had it i had several exposed nerves that were causing me hell on a daily basis and i didn't know and since getting the root canal i do feel better i do feel so much better guys so much better so do not let your anxiety become more because I let it get to the point where I reached the end. I reached the breaking point. I couldn't handle it anymore. And I said, enough is enough. And now I'm fighting back. Now I'm doing everything that I need to do to get healthy, but also to get my anxiety in check. Because if I don't do it, it's going to get worse. Make sure to meditate, make sure to read books, make sure to take supplements, make sure if you're taking any kind of uh, medication, make sure to take it when, when needed and make sure you are taking the correct dose. Talk to your counselors, talk to your psychiatrists, talk to your loved ones, to your pastor, to your coworker, to your boss, to your sister, to your brother, to your aunt, uncle, whatever it may be. Talk to someone, make sure you are handling Take time for yourself. Get out there. Enjoy. It's summertime. Go for a walk. Go for a hike. If you're near any kind of major water, go to the ocean. Go to the lake or find a lake and go there. Um, take some time off from work. Take a mental health day if you need. You know, Go get a massage. Go watch one of your favorite films in a theater. Get a big old tub of popcorn. Big old thing of pop. And just indulge and enjoy the moment. Anxiety will make us think that, oh, you can't do that. Oh, why are you doing that? It's not going to help. Oh, stop doing all these things that you used to love. I stopped reading books, painting, photography, uh, boxing, uh, hiking. I stopped all these things over the last 
I want to say month or two because my anxiety got really bad and I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware. I'm sorry, not month or two. I want to say like three or four weeks. But you know what? You you get into these moments. You get into these dark places. You have you will have days where they will be bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, all right? I'm not going to hold your hand and, and, and kiss it. No, I'm going to give you reality, all right? And the reality is you are going to have bad days. You are going to have days where you wish you weren't alive. I wish that wasn't the case, but they're going to come. You need to be prepared and maybe they won't come. I'm not speaking this on anyone. I'm saying this and I'm speaking of this from example. But nonetheless, folks, you are stronger than you think. You are stronger than your anxiety. You are stronger than your mental health. You have the capacity. You have the ability to restructure your brain, to restructure your thought process. You have the, you have the capacity to rewire your way of thinking, to think more positive, to think more peacefully and to be less anxious and less stressed the information is out there the the support is out there all you have to do is pick up your phone all you have to do is reach your hand out and there is help there is help there are people to help you you will get through this things will get better the light will shine again i promise you guys in the midst of everything I'm going through, it sucks. Of course it sucks. I want to give up. I, you know, there's days where I just want to quit my job. I want to quit everything and just lay in bed all day and do nothing. Do nothing but eat snacks and watch movies. But you know what? I can't do that. I can't do that because I had the rest of my life. In 50 years, I want to look back and say, I am so glad that I fought for myself. I'm so glad that I fought for my life and that I was able to help others. Think about that. In 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 years or 60 years from now, you're going to look back and are you going to ask yourself, are you going to look at, are you going to look back and say, man, I really wish I would have gotten better? Or are you going to look back and say, thank goodness I took the steps needed to get better, to get my mental health in check? I mean, the choice is your, the choice is yours, guys. It's up to you to decide if you're going to lay down your sword or if you're going to pick it up and fight back. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to the latest episode of the Anxious Introvert Podcast. I will be back next week to talk a little bit more, a little bit more about introversion, most likely, or I may continue on this topic of anxiety and and encouraging you guys with um, getting better and moving forward. Have a blessed rest of your day. Uh, Make sure to enjoy the simple things in life. And don't forget, you are stronger and you will get through this. Until next time, guys. Peace out.